Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, here with my co-host, the professional comedian and effervescent office manager, Donna Lee. I'm also a professional office manager. You know, Donna, uh, people call here asking for you for some reason. Because I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you are. I'm a board-certified urologist. This is a men's health show. Uh, this show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. We are experts in the field of uh, male and female urologic health, which can include kidney stones, kidney cancer, bladder cancer, bladder stones, prostate cancer, prostate stones. I guess it's kind of a theme. You've said that before. I can tell you've practiced. We um, uh, also do a number of things that are really specific for men's health, like uh, testosterone replacement therapy, erectile dysfunction. We also do um, advanced surgery for erectile dysfunction, including the infamous FLP. Funny looking pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> FLP doesn't work when you say dingling. We have uh, quite a large practice, although we started in 2007 with just one physician provider, little old me, and then we are now up to seven physician providers, four PA and nurse practitioners. We have in-house sex therapy, in-house nutrition counseling, in-house pelvic floor physical therapy, in-house sleep apnea testing, and what I think is a really holistic, whole-person approach to male health. Mm -hmm. One day, though, we're going to talk about female health. We talk about it all the time. Mm, Not enough. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Women know how to hurt us, so we have to talk about their health, too. Today, we are joined by uh, one of our partners here, Dr. Lucas Giacomides. Hello, Lucas. Hello. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate the love. <laughs> I will tell you that uh, no other person uh, demonstrates the impact that a microphone will have on your voice more than Dr. Giacomides. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you so much. Very kind. <laughs> when you come to see him as a patient, you will find him to be very similar in voice to a 16-year-old prepubescent boy. <laughs> But somehow here, he has become so very white. This is where I grow. <laughs> this is where I, where I drop the octaves down, and there then I'm normally at a Mariah Carey level. <laughs> yeah. Lucas, um, you trained at UT Southwestern. Correct. Uh, I trained at Baylor, of course, College of, course. of Medicine in Houston, if you haven't heard of it. Is uh, I grew the up finest, in there. I grew up the there. the finest uh, medical institution ever. <laughs> Ever invented. Um, Spend some time there. A great place. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they let you in. That's weird. But uh, uh, research. <laughs> we both trained in uh, urologic surgery. We have quite a bit of experience. I think between the two of us, we probably have nearly thirty years of urologic experience. God, when you put it that way, I just want to uh, get into my wheelchair and move over. I don't know. It's just uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Really, it's unbelievable. And just a, a number of things that we've learned and how much has changed just in urology in our short time, really, on this uh, urology logic earth has been amazing and really no field has altered more than that for the treatment of an enlarged prostate. I think you said it well. I, I was thinking about all the things that I do now, how few I actually did in residency. I mean, I do kidney stones the same, but prostates, I mean, there were almost nothing that I do now. Actually, nothing I do now I did in residency. That, it's fascinating because, you, you know, when you're in training, you think that you're going to come out fully formed like a completely made nice cake 
when in fact you're just, uh, you know, jello going into the refrigerator. It's time to harden up uh, over time and learn more of your skills. You learn the analogies later and you get better and better at making, uh, m- making examples of, of how you're going to develop as an individual. When it comes to BPH surgery, on the radio, I feel like uh, it's always been a mantra of ours that this is kind of like the longest time you're going to get with a urologist, uh, you know, this one hour you get a week. Uh, how do you describe what BPH is to a patient and when do you try to convince a patient that surgical intervention is going to be superior to medical intervention? You know, I trained under the great Klaus Ruhlborn in Dallas, who's probably uh, one of the world's most famous benign prosthetic replacement or BPH experts. And if if you really want to know, nobody cares if you're a famous urologist. You know, you're still just a urologist. But for those out there who know in the community, and it was always fascinating to see how Klaus would would talk to people. I think BPH of all the things that we do single handedly exemplifies why I think a lot of us went into urology because. You know, we give people options. You say, look, we can try this medication. You can be on this for the rest of your life if you don't mind, if you don't want surgery, if you don't want procedures. Or, you know, we can go straight to an operation or we can go somewhere in between. So just giving people the the opportunity to have lots of choices, and I think it's just empowering them with knowledge. And even uh, the things I've learned about trying to decide when is it time to do one or the other. One of the interesting uh, differences between what it's like to practice as a doctor and what it was like to educate as a doctor is that when you're learning about medicine, every patient is just kind of the same. Patient A is a 55-year-old man who has slow flow, urgency, an enlarged prostate. What do you do? And the answer is medicine. But in real life, it's different. Every man's different. Some guys don't tolerate the medicine well. Not everybody responds to the medicine that well. Some guys are gung-ho to to operate right away. Some guys are very, very averse to uh, operating. Some people are based upon people's their, their neighbor's experience or their father's experience. Some people just want to avoid medication at all at, at all costs. And fortunately today, now we can really kind of tailor your approach for BPH to really exactly what you want. Right. And I think it's reading the patient in front of you. I was thinking about a patient who said that I saw yesterday who really should not be playing around with medications anymore. This man has had kidney failure, has had catheters multiple times, had hospitalizations for infections. It's time to get to work on this guy or he could potentially could end up, you know, we call it benign prosthetic hyperplasia versus malignant and cancer, but benign prosthetic hyperplasia can have serious side effects of kidney failure. Not just one kidney, but you kill both kidneys if you don't empty your bladder well. So I think, you know, telling people, no, it's time to do something more about this and not everybody fits in that perfect box. You know, you need something done. And the number of people that are on medications like Flomax or also known as Tamsulosin for BPH and are really not completely satisfied with their treatment is staggeringly high. It's probably the minority of patient that comes in and says, no, no, that medicine works perfect. I don't want anything else. My dad is very much, he's uh, on uroxitrol and I said, well, he's miserable. And he says, what can I do, son? He's like, well, you need to go see about getting a surgery. Oh, I don't want to do surgery. Well, then stick with your meds. Well, I don't want to do meds, you know, and this just kind of goes back and forth. And he's he's in Greece right now, so he can't hear this podcast, I don't think. So we're, we can make fun of him all we want. No, I love you, daddy. There, but, you know. <laughs> there's no internet in Greece? No, that's it's it's it's, uh, it's very, very poor. Uh, very poor country. We, you know, it's COVID is really hitting it. But seriously, I think, um, yes, there's no reason to be a martyr and suffer if the pills aren't doing it for you or even why bother starting with meds sometimes you know that's that's certainly a a the switch that I've made over the years. So we've talked about several different treatments on this show before, and if you get a hold of the podcast or ever want to come talk to us for a second opinion, we do green light laser, standard TURP. We do a vaporizations of the prostate using the laser. Some of us do whole leps or whole gland uh, enucleations of the prostate. We do in-office procedure called Resume, which uses hot steam therapy. 
prostate artery embolization is a relatively newer addition to our armamentarium, as well as the in-office Urolift. Uh, Lucas, what kind of treatment intervention do you feel has gotten the most uh, recent uh, improvement in your mind, and what have you had success with? Well, I think it's all, again, about the target. I mean, I've, I've had great successes with Urolift, but even that gentleman I told you earlier, he came to me with another physician elsewhere telling him that he should have a Urolift. And I sort of thought, no, you probably need a full resection of the prostate with a plasma button. Um, I've been very pleased with the plasma button over the last uh, eight years or so that I've switched to it from the green lights. Um, I think everybody's got their own favorite arrow in their quiver. It's just good to have options. Um, and I think among the, the four of us that operate in this clinic, I think it's, it's good that we all have kind of a relative one that we like better than others. And then, you know, you've mentioned also you didn't, about even robotic simple prostatectomies. We don't do them very often, but I think honestly, that's what a lot of people do need sometimes. So I've been very pleased with the plasma button terps. Uh, I've been pleased with the resumes. I've been pleased, very pleased with the Eurolifts. We haven't done, I haven't personally done any PAEs or had patients with it, but I'm interested about it. So I think it's a matter of if patients are ready to jump to a bigger procedure versus maybe do something in between. And if it doesn't work, then do more. You can always do more. You can't usually do less once you've done the bigger case. That's right. I mean, the the idea of this iterative stepwise process through, uh, uh, you know, more and more invasive type procedures may appeal to some. I'd like to do the least that you can to me with the lowest complications and then proceed. BPH surgery is very much a uh, a cost versus reward kind of uh, trade-off. The more likely something is to work, the more likely you are to have some potential complication. But just for our listeners, none of these procedures are likely to cause impotence. None of them are really likely to cause any incontinence. Uh, They may not work, um, and some of them have varying levels of discomfort in terms of how long you have to wear a catheter. But if you're interested in getting a second opinion on your BPH, if you've kind of been going to the same urologist for years and years or primary care doctor for years and years, and that doctor doesn't seem to be adding anything new to your options, uh, call us for a quick phone call. We'd love to do a telemedicine visit with you and talk to you more in depth about uh, options for your BPH. Yes, I think that's a very valid point about incontinence. Too many people equate that with removal of prostate, but I have, to my knowledge, made nobody incontinent doing a transurethral resection of the prostate or any BPH surgery. So I think that's a very important point. So, uh, Donna, how do people get a hold of us for that second opinion? You can call us at 512-238-0762. You can ask for me, Dr. Donna. Um, our website is, is armormenshealth.com. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not a doctor, but did play one on TV. The YouTube video is very self-explanatory. Right. You're fine. <laughs> you can send us email. Email your questions to armormenshealth at gmail.com. And that's armormenshealth at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. The Armor Men's Health Hour will be right back. If you have questions for Dr. Mystery, email him at armormenshealth at gmail.com. 